Hey gang, Tim here, and uh, I got to my hot to little hands in this next edition of Unwrapped Into the Maelstrom. It is the final pack for Insmith Conspiracy. Uh, so, like I did with all the other ones, we're going to review the player cards together. It's first impressions. I've had heard a couple of spoilers and read on FFG, but I have not gone through the whole breadth of all the cards. So, and, you know, opening this up right now, there isn't a whole heck of a lot here. I mean, uh, this feels like it's going to be pretty quick, but who knows. But, in any case, let's look at our first card, shall we? All right, Guardians, up to bat. Hallowed. It is a 3 XP cost event card. Cost 3 to put it out. Um, get one willpower and a wild pip. This is spell and bless traded. And as an additional cost of play hallowed, return a total of 10 blessed tokens to the token pool from the chaos bag or seal cards in play. Then remove one doom from any card in play. This is a lot. If you're playing within this cycle or you're playing with characters like Sister Mary, say for instance, they can get those blessed tokens in there pretty quickly, there would be value for it. I mean, but just to pull this off is ridiculous and i don't know if this is going to be like diminishing returns on this because you're only removing one doom and i get it it's an extra turn for you but you know it's also an extra turn of drawing an encounter card and everything else so um kind of suspect on this card you know at get-go because it asks for a lot because you're already putting three xps in those you got to pay three resources in game to it and you got to have 10 tokens all 10 of them in the bag so uh i mean i bet you in a multiplayer well i can't even say in a multiplayer game because in a multiplayer game because those tokens can leave out it could be good for a solo card game or solo uh card blah for solo play um because the bags are kind of you know not as manipulated if you're playing with like three four players so i'm okay with it i think this is a little much for what it's trying to do and i understand why because it is huge because you are removing a doom from any card in play doesn't matter where it could be on an objective it could be on an act it could be on anything so i get it i i totally get it but that is a high price to pay all right holy spear good lord it looks like something that came out of voltron <laughs> this thing is bright <laughs> all right holy spear four cost event three oh no i'm sorry five xps you can pitch this for two strength and one willpower it is item weapon melee and bless traded it takes up two hand slots there's two actions on this card the first one is fight and you get to deal plus two uh, strength and deal plus one damage for this attack. And when you initiate this ability, you may release a token sealed on Holy Spear. Well, that first action doesn't do anything for me. So that just allows you to fish for a blessed token. All right, so what's the second action? Search the chaos bag for two blessed tokens and seal them on Holy Spear. Fight. When you get, uh, you get plus four strength and deal plus two damage for this attack. Holy guacamole. So, if I'm reading this correctly, you get to pull two tokens from the bag and you seal it on this sphere. You'll get the plus four uh, strength and deal two damage for this attack. 
So you, you can keep fishing for tokens. Good lord. And then the other ability is just the two and deal plus one damage. And you can put those plus tokens back into the bag of the Holy Spirit. Woo! This thing is crazy good. Providing you're playing with plus tokens. Wow. Drawback is double-handed. I mean, you're going to have to work with Bandolidier or Backpack or something like that to uh, get this thing going. And then you got to have tokens in the bag. But you know what, though? You know Sister Mary is going to be rocking this thing out for sure because she just keeps putting plus tokens into the bag, so it won't be too difficult for her. But, uh, yeah, I dig this one. I really like this card. I mean, I mean, and it doesn't spoil the plus tokens. You get to put them right in the bag, too, if you need to hit something with not as much punch. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I like the mechanic for both for both actions, so pretty neat. I will definitely be rocking that with Sister Mary. That's for sure. Seekers! They get two new cards. The first one is Ancestral Knowledge. It's permanent and exceptional, so you only get one. Uh, and it's permanent base, so it's three XPs. Your deck must include at least ten skills. Your deck size is increased by five. Before you draw your opening hand, attach five random non-weakness skills from your deck face down to this card. Uh... So, okay, I'm getting my head spinning around this here. So your deck must include 10 skills. Okay, got it. And then your deck size increased by 5. So I guess when it happens, you'll have to make the changes in your deck. And if you don't have it, it doesn't cost you the XPs. So that's, that's my struggle with this card. So I'm assuming that once you pay the 3 XPs, your hand size has to be, your deck size increased by five, but you got to make sure your deck has at least 10 skills, which probably wouldn't be a problem if you're like saying you're running Amanda Sharp. So I'm just going to use her because she's part of this, uh, part of this uh, campaign. And this is the one that she does, you know, shine particularly well with skills. Um, if you don't meet that requirement, I'm pretty sure it doesn't cost you XPs. You just have to meet to that requirement to get everything up to snuff. So. Okay, so got that portion down. Then as a react, before you draw your opening hand, attach five random non-weakness skills from your deck face down to this card. So if I was reading this correctly, that you get to fish all your skill cards and then shuffle them and pick up five random ones. That's what I'm getting from this. And then you get to put it down. And then as an action, you can exhaust ancestral knowledge to draw one attached skill. So you don't know what it is. It goes face down. So it's, it's not bad. I mean, it's not going to hurt you because you had to increase your deck size by five. So you're still going to be at your normal deck size level. But man, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with this card, you know, for the deck building aspect and stuff like that. One, doing that, you got to increase... Make sure you have skills in your hand, or you got then you got to fish them out, and then you got to shuffle everything back up. This almost feels like this should be a setup card. It needs to be a setup, kind of like in Marvel. Marvel has a setup. This one feels the same way. I like it. I would definitely rock this with Amanda Sharp for sure. I mean, it, it, it would seem to go hand in hell, or maybe even Min. Min would probably benefit from this very well as well. All right, next one is oh, I'm gonna butcher this. Aerodyne. Aerodynes? Ariadine? I'm gonna. Alright, I'll call it Ariadine. Ariadine's Twine. 
Zero cost asset. Three XPs to put it in. You can throw it away for two intellect. It's ritual based. It takes a spell slot. Uh, it uses zero secrets. Secrets on the twine can be spent as if they were on any asset controlled by an investigator at your location. Okay? But it has nothing right now, so how are we going to put stuff on here? So, Zappy Boy, um, exhaust the twine to move one secret from an asset control to your resource pool as a resource or vice versa. Oh, so it's like a toolbox... So you can spend resources to accrue secrets. So move one secret from an asset you control to resource pool as a resource or vice versa. So if I had a resource, I could put it on a secret. You just can't put it on this one. Well, no, because if you do put it on this one, you can. Because secrets of the twine can be spent as if they were on any asset controlled by an investigator at your location. Wow, that's crazy. That's super crazy. Now I want to look at mystics and uh, seeker-based uh, uh, decks now because this kind of goes crazy. Wow. I don't know. I don't get the bull thing, though. Uh, what are we doing there? Just because you got twine on this big, huge bull with candles and stuff going on there? I don't know, I don't know what that's about. But, I mean, just... Grabbing the bull by the horns, I guess. But yeah, I mean, this is just a great way of, one, getting more secrets and stuff. So, oh, uh, Atachi. Is that Atachi? Probably butchering her. It's the one, say, like, African priestess that, that can have, like, charges and spells and stuff. Let's see, that's charges. I don't think she can do secrets. But I'm, I'm already gravitating towards, you know, uh, mystics for this card anyways. But I don't know, because it costs 3 XPs. How many are going to actually splash there? I know Seekers have tons of Seeker-like cards that can do stuff. Huh. This one, I actually have to take a farther, closer look in, in, in the binder just to see what can you use for Seekers with the Secrets. There's a lot of them there, but you know, for solo play, I don't know if this is going to be a dynamite way for sure. Because, to me, this feels like it shouldn't be a solo card just based on the first one that... Uh, can be spent as if they were on any asset controlled by an investigator at your location. So I think that's where the fruit of labors are. But, you know, by having this here, too, you can actually move stuff from your resources and keep those things out if you're running out of secrets. So, yeah, that's what I see to this card. So this is an interesting one. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, but I'll have to look at the secrets and see how you know viable it would be to play that one. Right, we're at Rogues. Uh, I think Rogues got the most here. They got three new ones. So first one is a 25 automatic. Two XPs put of this uh, hand arm, which is illicit, an item and a weapon, into your deck. Uh, two XPs, four cost. Uh, you can pitch it for a strength and an agility. It's fast. Ooh, I love fast. Fast is good. And it has four ammos. So, as an action, spend an ammo, fight. If the attacked enemy is exhausted, you get plus two strength and deal plus one damage for this attack. And as a react, after you evade an enemy at your location, perform the above fight ability without spending an action. So, I'm automatically thinking about Trish. Trish, this feels like a Trish card, for sure. Could be a Winnie card, too. I wouldn't, because she, she can do evading, but I think this one would, this feels like the spy weapon for Trish. 
Um, I like it. It's fast. I mean, the cost is pretty much what you're going to expect for this. I mean, it's not like the, the 45 automatic. But, uh, but yeah, she's going to be evading stuff anyways. And then the cool thing is by evading that enemy, you get a free attack out of it. So that's great. The only drawback is, is uh, got to make sure the enemy's exhausted, which shouldn't be too hard for most rogues anyways, because that's, that's their niche. So I, I see pro Cash is not really concerned either, because rogues can make some uh, illicit gains out that way as well. So cost wouldn't be a factor as well. I, I do like this weapon. I mean, I think this is a sorely needed weapon for rogues and definitely, definitely needed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Switchblade and and the the Tommy gun and everything else, but man, this one this one feels more practical, especially for the rogue class. Even though it's got that little bit, it has to be exhausted, which not gonna be too difficult, especially for a, a couple of the rogues that are currently in our uh, field set right now. Skill card justify the means is a three XP skill card. Practice and curse. You may commit justify the means to any type of test. As an additional cost to commit justify the means of the test, add curse tokens to the chaos bag equal to this test's difficulty. This test automatically succeeds. Wow. Now, I'm not saying you're going to do this willy-nilly. I mean, just going off there and saying, oh, I'm at this. this. This feels like a clutch. A clutch card that you need to pass this test. It's life or death. you got to do it. I wouldn't say you would do it all the time. I wouldn't even necessarily run both of these. But this one... This is like a, this is like the ace card up your sleeve here. This is the way of getting out of things that that's vitally critical and important. I like it. I mean, I mean, justifying the cost of let's see. So as additional cost to commit, justify the means to skill test. Add to the chaos bag. So if you had a test, say for instance, shroud four four go in the bag. Or if you need to kill that monster with at least one hit point left, and his strength is three, you got to put three in the bag. Again, I think for the most part, rogues can meet this because they're just minus twos. I mean, certain certain skill tests they can do this one, but I think this is this is your this is your get out of jail free card right here. I mean, this this one doesn't because there is not a lot of cards that says this test automatically succeeds. This is your home run hitting shot right here. So I like it. I really do like it, and there's not a lot of those cards out there like it. Yeah, there's like cancels and stuff like that, or manipulating the bag that say if you drew the the auto fail to turn into an elder sign, uh, but nothing that says like really that I can re recollect from memory that says oh this test automatically exceeds. That is awesome because we don't have anything like that. So, awesome card, awesome card. I wouldn't say use it all the time, but. Definitely, if it, if it comes down to the to the line of you dying or ending the scenario, yep, play it. Good card. Lucky dice, or are they? Uh, this is, no, we have lucky dice before. It's just another version of it. Three XPs, takes the accessory slot. It's item and relic traded. Uh, to play, it's two. And then uh, it can pitch it for a willpower and an agility. It's exceptional. They only give you one. And as a react, when you reveal a non-auto-fail, um, non non-cursed chaos token, add a cursed token to the chaos bag. Ignore the just-revealed token and reveal another one to resolve. If that token happens to be the same thing as a cursed or an auto-fail, return lucky dice to your hand. Cannot be ignored or canceled. 
Yep, just gives you another shot. You know, mystics can do this a little more frequently than rogues. But for rogues, this is, uh, yeah, this is uh, definitely a good one if you pull a really, really cruddy token. And even if you did pull the same thing, an autofail and a curse, it's not like this is getting blown apart. You get to put it back in your hand. Maybe you can use it for a skill check or something else like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I like this one too. I mean, for, for its cost, it's really good. And it's not really going to go away. So you can get uses out of it for sure. Burn the Mystics. There is only one. So Mystics got the shorthand this pack. It's the Rite of Equilibrium. It's spell. It's blessed. It's cursed. Hmm. All of it. It's a zero-cost event. Cost you five XPs. Boy, this thing better wow me. And you can pitch it for a wild on a skill check. All right. Either choose one. Either add X curse tokens to the bag to add X blessing tokens to the chaos bag. Or remove X curse tokens and X blessing tokens from the chaos bag to heal X total horror from amongst the cards at your location. All right. So law of averages points out you're for equal amount of negative two to plus twos. I I guess, and I've heard it in other instances. I think Mythos Busters nailed it on this one. That um, this is one of what leak the leak cards, and um, they were suggesting that that somebody was like doing math or something like that. They said you would still be in the uh, on the positive side if you had the two negatives with the two positives. Um, you're probably right. I mean, because then it would shift to being a zero. And I mean, I, I mean, you could, but I think the second one would be the, the one that you probably want more is where you get to heal whore, which is kind of odd because mystics are kind of high on their, on the, on their, on their whore class either, unless you're having cards and stuff like that, that you're taking a lot of horse soak damage, like if like Agnes or um, uh, Diana Stanley, I believe, takes damage too as well for canceling stuff. So, I mean, I guess that would be it. But uh, um, it, it's it's a weird card. This one's truly a weird card. Hmm. All right. Enough with the right. All right, we're on to survivors. Jacob Morrison is a Coast Guard captain. Look like he's trying to look for Silas March. It's an ally. Blessed. In order to play Jacob, it costs you three resources and is three XP to put him in your deck. You can pitch this for a while. Does take an ally slot. He has two health, two sanity. Jacob Morrison does not ready during the upkeep phase. Okay. And then react. When you would fail a skill test, exhaust Jacob Morrison. You get plus two for that test. And after a blessed token is revealed, during from the chaos bag during skill test you're performing, ready Jacob. Yeah, this is like one of these sit and wait cards. You can't ready him normally. You have to wait until a blessing token's in the bag. I don't know if this is going to be great for solo play, but this feels like a flex card for multiplayer. If other players are like, if, again, I'm, I'm going to use Sister Mary because that's just the way it is. This would complement very well with Sister Mary. Or if you have cards in your deck that actually can actually provide you more blessing tokens in the bag. So, I mean, what it does is awesome because you get the plus two and you get another plus two. Because you get to ready him and then for another, if you fail skill test, you can 
get plus two skill value. It's almost like he's got a built-in lucky. Almost. Except you don't get the draw. So it's like a little bit of a splash over with the plus two blessing. Then you get the plus two skill value if you fail in a test. So he feels like he's just got a cheap way of getting, uh, you know, uh, lucky built into him. I'm not saying it's bad at all. I mean, I, I do I do dig the the survivor allies. They're, they're all cool. But this one... Yeah, if you can get past that upkeep phase and then you're playing with Blessings, I mean, yep. Or if your group is playing with Blessings, then yep, I wouldn't see why not. This would be really, really good. Last one. Ooh, card designed by Moriai at Arkham Knights 2019. So this is the Shrine of the Moriai. I hope I, I pronounced that right. I probably didn't. It's 3 XP, so put this one cost event into your deck. You can pitch it for Willpower, Intellect, and agility is fortune blessed and cursed all rolled up in the one you attach it to a location it has three offerings and then the attached location gains a zappy boy draw the top card of the encounter deck exhaust the shrine and spend an offering return up the two cards with a total level of five or less from your discard pile to your hand all right so you get the draw of the top card in your encounter deck which kind of stinks and you exhaust it and you spend an offering then you get to return up to two cards with a total combined level of five. Well, yeah, you get to draw the card. And after resolving it, you get the fish for two cards up to five, level five or less. Which I'm already thinking, um, who's the Grave Digger? Why is his name escaping me? The Grave Digger. It's kind of another way for that. I mean, I, it's good. But uh, I, I tend to like the one where you just, just draw the top card of the encounter deck and discover two clues. So what was that? Uh, drawn the flame. I like that. I like that aspect better than this one. Because you don't know what you're going to get. Um, I mean, I guess it's good. But the only problem is, is like it, it's tied to a location. You're not going to be there long. So, I mean, everyone can get a chance to do it. I mean, I can see that. You know, providing there's three offerings. But boy, oh boy. It, this is an interesting one. And this is not going to be tailored towards every scenario. So, like, if you're going to play this on a Polar... On the Polar Express. <laughs> the Essex County Express. I mean, yeah. You, you, it, this is not sitting long. Unless, uh, unless everyone's there and they're using it on that turn. So, um... It really depends on the scenario you're playing and actually using this. And then you got to consider the fact you are drawing a Mythos card. So I definitely not wouldn't I definitely wouldn't look at this first for sure. Even even with uh, you know grave digging for two more cards. Uh, well, that's it. Hey, we just wrapped up in Smith Conspiracies all the player cards, and I'm still going through Sister Mary. I got my next one coming up. Um. I know there's a lull for uh, for Arkham Horror due to COVID and everything like that. They they have uh, FFG has announced that there's a little bit of a backup on that, although rumors have been spread around that there is, uh, uh, a new revised corset for Arkham Horror coming out this summer. They really haven't announced too much on that, other than people saying it is going to happen. And I, I would probably tend to believe it because. I think, honestly, they kind of figured it out with Marvel Champions that, hey, if we give you a play set at everything, it's actually pretty good. That way you didn't have to hunt and buy 
what, well, I actually bought four core sets because I'm a sicko. Uh, but yeah, you have a full place of Marvel Champions. I mean, they haven't looked back. It's been it's been great, and I think they finally figured out. Probably gonna get you know if I am I gonna buy it uh, unless they came out with some new cards or erratic cards or something like that. Maybe the completion completionist in me would get it. Uh, I I don't know because I already have four core sets. I don't know if I would need more. I mean, are they going to do something new with Night of the Zealot? Or are they going to do another, like, mini three-campaign set to entice me? I don't know. But I do know that, that that you know, the revised set would probably have all the uh, basic card requirements. So instead of once, you'll have, you'll, you'll have, you'll have play sets. So that's the first part. The second part is, I guess, in the Arkham File uh, collection. Uh, it's been on Facebook, probably Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, that uh, there's a new game coming out, and and it first was like a cryptic message of Morse code of SOS, and then uh, these fractured pictures come together, and they're kind of giving you like a puzzle piece every day until like June 10th. So uh, a lot of people are speculating. Or if it's confirmed, I didn't look too deep into it, but they're thinking it's the Battlestar Galactica uh, reskin for Arkham. So everyone's stuck on a boat, and you're trying to survive and get through the hellish nightmare, but you have one traitor that's trying to throw everything off kilter. So a lot of people are thinking that that's it. So, um, yeah, that's a, if that's the case, that's a good thing because I did enjoy playing Battlestar Galactica. I think it's awesome. And I know there was another reskin of that. I think it was done through Stronghold Games. I think it was Moon or something like that. Um, that didn't have the Cylons and everything like you know, and all that craziness because of the IP. Um, will it work? I, I wouldn't see why not because, one, they don't have to pay the IP. You know, I mean, it, it's all theirs. It's all Arkham. So if that's the case, I wouldn't be too upset about it. I can tell you it's not probably going to be solo. <laughs> that was not a solo game. <laughs> so, but who knows? It might surprise me. But uh, that's the other thing FFG kind of spoiled on. So we're coming up to that. And the other thing is the tarot cards coming out for the Circle Undone for the Return to series. And that's really about it for Arkham. So we're going to hit that low there. I mean, for Marvel Champions on the other side, eh, they're pushing out a lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff. So, I mean, good for that. I mean, so uh, that's all I got to ramble on. So with that, I will end this. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. And hopefully some of my rambling and, and, and so-called insights made any sense to you uh, looking at these cards for the first time. And uh, I'll holler at you in the next session when I'm running through Sister Mary. And for Marvel, I'm going to go through uh, Rise of the Red Skull with any one. I haven't picked out the the hero I wanted to play. I had to look through because I actually have a spreadsheet. And I'm trying to nail like all the uh, uh, villains and stuff like that with the different uh, encounter card sets and everything else like that. So there's like a ton of replayability in champions so i haven't even put a dent you know i could play like rhino with different you know encounter cards in until the cows come home uh, but uh i'm thinking thinking I'm, if i'm doing the progression series here can't play any of the newer stuff might just do cap um because i know i haven't run through cap but i might do a different build because i know certain certain rule changes have been tweaked around a bit for champions at least on the defense side which i think i was playing anyways like that because it makes it makes sense um and for some of these cards they have that plus three defense and you gotta 
use the the defense to to actually get that further big bonus. But uh, I'm kind of glad I played it that way because this way it's going to be a lot better. So I'm going to have to take a look at the green uh, protection aspect uh, because the whole defense and defended attacks and stuff like that completely changed for the better. Honestly, so it it made it made that aspect way more viable. So I probably would run Cap because I'm pretty sure I have not ran Rise of the Red Skull with Cap with protection. So I might try that out. Hulk might got a little bit better too. I might do Hulk with protection too. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look around. I'm gonna have to look around that. But it won't be any farther than uh, Hawkeye and Spider Woman for the hero. I'm gonna pack for a solo run through at standard. So, I got that going on. So, what with that? I'm going to wrap this up. So, enjoy the rest of your week, gang. And I'll catch you later.